0: Hollywood, it's rated LGBT radio, starring your host, Rob Watson!
1: Hey, 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 welcome to Rated LGBT radio, and yes, I am your host, Rob Watson. We are thrilled to have a great show for you yet again. Um, today, we are talking to a favorite of ours, um, country music singer Brian Ruby is waiting on deck, and he knows how to wait on deck because he is a baseball player as well, and if you didn't know that about him, um, when you see his new EP, which is called Diamonds Are Forever you'll realize um, that pretty quickly because the diamonds referred to in the title is actually a baseball diamond, and uh, there's a lot of baseball imagery in the the EP itself. Um, But it's brand-new music coming out and got a bunch of really exciting songs on it, so we can't wait to talk to him about that. Um, I've written about Brian a few times uh, based on his visits to the show here, but we've written about his... uh, baseball career as being um, a, one of the premier out gay ba- professional baseball players as well as um, a well-known country music musician and um, then also we I wrote an article on his last year's Christmas song Christmas with you um, so we'll we may talk a little bit about Christmas music and see if there's something going on there too. Um, Before we bring Brian on, um, I do want to bring on Brody Levesque. Brody is the executive editor of the Los Angeles Blade magazine, which is your big source of information for the LGBTQ news around the world, not just in L.A. Um, There is new authentic journalism going up every single day. You should be checking that site out at
2: www.losangelesblade.com. And with that, here's Brody. Hey, Rob, and greetings to all of our fans, folks, listeners around the globe. We appreciate it. Um, The first thing I want to do is I want to give a shout-out to a young man, actually a group of young people who have been on our show before. They are from Florida. Uh, They are best known for are thumbing their nose at Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, they've been fighting book bans. Um, they literally caused a vast majority of high school students in the state of Florida uh, two years ago when Don't Say Gay was signed by DeSantis. Uh, they organized them. They got the kids to do a walkout across the state. Not that that won the many popularity points with Tallahassee. Um, they have gone on to be extremely proactive in Gen Z for change. Uh, They have backed up Nadine Smith, Brian Wolfe, and the crew at Equality Florida. They have been vetted and honored at the White House by President Biden. Uh, They're an important voice of change, Uh, and not just in Florida, but essentially everywhere. Uh, They also got one of their own, uh, Congressman Max Uh, Frost elected uh, to the U.S. House, Uh, one of the youngest members of the House ever elected. I actually have spoken and talked to Max several times prior to his becoming a U.S. representative, so it's always kind of a thrill to go there. So Cameron Driggers, Jack Betts, Will Larkins, and our crew from Florida launched this week the Youth Action Fund. This is a new organization that provides resources and training for young activists across the entire state of Florida who want to drive progressive change. Um, I think this is really important. Uh, In a conversation with my reporter, uh, Rob Salerno, Cameron said this, we're fighting because we believe our lives are at stake. Youth Action Fund is a way to build the capacity of our generation to be the change we want to see. Uh, these kids are terribly impressive. They've got great people mentoring them. Um, I want to give a shout out to my dear friend, Michelle Smallwood, who is the executive director of Pride in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, you know, these are the type of people that are getting these kids and they're putting them together and they're just doing an amazing job. Uh, so hats off to Cameron, to Jack, Alyssa, Will, Xander. You guys know that we really, really appreciate you so much for what you do. Congratulations. If you would like to help, they want to take this effort beyond Florida if they can. If you go to the article published today with the headline, Queer Youth Launch Incubator Fund, I want you to go to the bottom of the article. There's a link there. It says if you want to contribute to the Youth Action Fund, click here. Please do, and then contribute whatever you can. I don't care if it's just the price of a you know, latte Americano at Starbucks or a large pizza with a six pack of Coke. Let's give these kids some money. Let's give them some support. Uh, and let's, you know, let's make a change for it. I think they're, they're very well deserving of this. So again, Cameron, Will, Xander, Jack, Alyssa, well done guys. Really proud of you. Congratulations. Um, and Brody,
1: what is, what is the yeah. incubator fund for? What is it going to do? Well,
2: Essentially, what the kids are doing is they're collecting funds um, to, and I quote, we're not going to win back the state by posting themes on Twitter. It's by getting out on the street street and making change. So you need to be able to pay for bumper stickers, yard signs, transportation. Everything that you need is a resource and training for activists. Uh, the money's going to be spent specifically, okay, for literature, signage, you know, things that are, you know, seemingly mundane, but actually, you know, they cost money and they're really important. I mean, it's just like, you know, you can't walk into, you know, your local FedEx office and, you know, get stuff for free. So someone has to pay for it. So the money's going to be used for that, also to help the kids out. You know, sometimes they're going to have to move a kid uh, across the state on a bus ticket, that sort of thing. This is literally a grassroots effort. And there's much more information in the article. So if you guys would like more information. Uh, go to the article. Uh, there's also a link there uh, in the third paragraph to the actual action fund. gives you a whole bunch of details about what your money will be spent on. But, you know, we've got to counter the culture war. And what these kids are doing, um, again, is amazing. A, a Gen Z, as we have discovered, is formidable. They're making a change. Um, Another uh, young person that I've interviewed several times, uh, he's a survivor of the Valentine's Day Massacre at Parkland High School. Uh, David Hogg is also has set up another public organization, and they're again taking Gen Z kids, and they're flooding the kids into working the campaigns. So it, it's and, – and right now, as a matter of fact, um, I talked to David a couple of days ago. He and his crew are in Virginia right now. Uh, working on some congressional House campaigns. And as we start to cycle in to the 2024 uh, election period, it's going to be even more critical. You know, this is this grassroots, knocking on doors, you know, tables in front of the local supermarket, you know, talking to people in the street, talking to them on trains. You know, the whole thing here is to, you know, foster a conversation. And it's about that conversation. And about convincing people, you know, the need for it. And it's also in many ways, you know, to counter the messaging of the right, which has just gotten so extreme. Uh, And so that's what these kids are trying to do. So, you know, in addition to Cameron and the crew in Florida, David and his crew in Washington, D.C., working their things, uh, like I said. And they're willing to put the sweat equity into it to make sure this works. And it's already having results again I point to my friend Max, who's now the U.S. representative uh, for an area uh, in Florida as a member of the House. So this does work, you know, but there's a long haul on this one. It's going to be very, very tight because the Republicans, you know, they've got a majority, but it's narrow. And there may be a way to kind of bounce them out of the majority. And the way we're going to do it is by getting enough progressive voices out there. And these kids are the way to do it. So I urge everybody, you know, let's back these kids up and let's do what we can. And then not only just contribute the money, but get out there yourself. Knock on doors. Work for a campaign. Find, these, find the people that you believe in that have your values. Find the people that you can support. Find the people that will uphold and protect not just our community, but other communities that are underserved minorities or even, you know, people that are just being marginalized. We need to change the narrative, and this is how we do it. And we can change the narrative. These kids are showing us how, and I think this is the way to go. Cool. So <clears throat> now that I'm done preaching. <laughs> in other news, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, my least favorite former real estate agent is back in the news. Uh, it's Chaya Rayek. The Idiot lives with TikTok person. If if there was any way to incarnate Satan, evil, and the Wicked Witch of the West all the way, and still not melt her by throwing bucket of water on her, it would be this person. Uh, my friends at Media Matters just complied a new study, compiled a new study. Uh, if you guys go take a look at it, uh, we now have thirty three separate, well documented uh, incidences of scholastic terrorism that she's caused. Okay, well, her followers, but her because of what she says, everything ranging from bomb threats to death threats to harassment at you know drag shows to it. it just the list goes on. The groomer memes, everything else. This woman is flat out evil, and unfortunately, she's also propped up, especially on the X platform, you know, by Elon, you know, Musk, uh, the billionaire from hell, and, and his whole shtick is. He hates our community now because his eldest daughter is trans and decided that she would had enough of her trans father and basically told him to F off. And then he bought Twitter not long after that. Well, the result is what you see. Uh, and unfortunately for us, Libs and TikTok gets a lot of support from Daryl Elon. But uh, Media Matters goes through uh, and lists out uh, virtually the entire Uh, 33 incidences that have been well-documented, and this includes uh, coming in from documentation from law enforcement sources and others. So um, it really is a serious, serious problem. This woman does cause acts of violence, and she's beyond a hot mess. Um, And while we're in crazy territory, I'm going to have to mention the next one. So there has been this thing running around in far-right circles for a while, Uh, that certain school districts were catering to the LGBTQ community, which includes furries, and also providing – wait for it – litter boxes for the little kid furries to poop in in classrooms. Now, this hoax, and that's exactly what this is. This is a hoax. Um, While it is kind of funny, uh, it's also kind of serious, because there are people that actually uh, believe this rubbish. Five days ago, the Francis House School District, which is in suburban St. Louis in O'Fallon, Missouri, actually had a school board meeting and a hearing, okay, about new policies aimed at trans kids and their use of bathrooms. Part of the hearing involved making sure that they passed policies that there would never be litter boxes in the classroom. Now, while I realize that sounds kind of amusing, it really isn't because this is kind of the level of depravity and just blat out weird thinking uh, that the right engages in. And this goes beyond your QAnon conspiracies and all this other nonsense. These people sincerely believe that there is a movement, okay, within our own community, LGBTQ plus, to make sure that the little kitties have litter boxes to poop in. And while it's, I said it's funny and amusing. It's really not because this is how they extrapolate into much more hateful territory, um, which gets people beat up and in some instances killed. And this is, again, you know, this is where it is. The problem with these school boards is that we have a group out of Florida, which is nationwide now. They've got about 450 chapters, uh, think cancer metastasized. They're called Moms for Liberty. And these people feed this sort of nonsense. They're very powerful, but the worst part is they get themselves elected to school boards. Here in California, we now have seven school boards that have passed policies to forcibly out-trans kids to their parents, which is not a good thing in most instances. Now, our Attorney General, Rob Bonta, has already taken one of these districts into court. We're looking at the others. It is actually a state law, and it's con- it contravenes school policies in most places. The problem is mom's for Liberty and the folks that believe that we're out there providing litter boxes to little kitties have decided that this is the way that they're going to go about this, and this is how they're going to approach this nonsense. And, you know, folks, look, next year, well, this year, It's an election cycle, the 2024 election cycle. There are 42,000 school board seats open all over the United States. And Moms for Liberty and their Christian right allies and their crazy allies are gunning to get on as many of these school boards as possible. Word to the wise. Years ago, a very famous American politician that I interviewed told me this. It was kind of as you all would call the meme, we called it a mantra all politics is local. And then he added, politics is the art of persuasion and perception. Your vote matters. It does matter. And these people have to be stopped. Because otherwise, you end up, okay, with people elected to positions you really don't want there. And then once they're in, it's almost impossible to get them out. And while they're there, the damage they do is incredible. They say that they care about parental rights the truth of the matter is the only parental rights they give a damn about is their own they don't care for anybody else's and if you don't hold to their particular ideology guess what so with the litter boxes rob i'll throw it back to you
1: okay (laughs) all righty so we're going to move this on to a, a more positive note here um uh We're going to bring on Brian Ruby. Um, Like I said, he has a brand-new EP uh, album out called Diamonds Are Forever, and we actually have queued up the title track of that album. But uh, before we play it, Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Um, (laughs) As long as you're not sitting in Brody's chair and fighting Moms for Liberty and Libs of TikTok and all the other – evil demons of the world right now is is, it's going great um yeah i I heard about that i (laughs) i uh
3: i heard brady uh or um i heard uh the shout out to uh to michelle over in uh, northwest florida pride we were just down there for the uh for their their pride festival this year but
1: yeah good people oh that's yeah that's right how did that go how was that um in front of the crowd there it was cool. It was a really good like
3: community event. I was one of the headliners. They had musicians from everywhere and a lot of local musicians, and I drove down from Nashville and got to meet meet everybody. There's There was like two events that I got to go to, and I don't know. I just think it's cool to – I try to do – I don't do too many prides. I haven't been asked to do too many um, as a performer yet just because I'm kind of just getting started musically, but um, it was really cool to be on stage and sing, and something I hope, yeah. hope I can do more of coming up.
1: I cannot believe that you won't, because your your voice is incredible, and the music is great. Um, you know, it's sort of interesting because it, country music, and I'll, I'll ask you about this, seems like, especially now, country music is, is and it's always been kind of the, the, category for, for lack of a better term, the red country. I mean, it's um, is it, more the music that you're going to hear in the red states than you are elsewhere. Um, and But it seems like it's been even more used re- recently for more right-wing points of view, let's put it that way. Um, how are you finding that, being in that environment and – um looking for people just ideologically that are more open. Yeah, it's
3: a challenge. <laughs> it's uh I live in in Nashville, so you know, um there's definitely a perception that country music is is anti-LGBTQ. Um I always push back against that and say that there are a whole lot of people in country music. So, um a whole lot of allies and and LGBTQ artists and songwriters and people who work in the industry. So um, I, I don't like to think that you know my workplace is is out is out to get me. You know, but um, right. it's definitely the place where we've seen a lot of recent uh, hate towards the queer community. And I don't know. I think with my songs and with the artists that I work with and And my friends here in nashville we're trying to create a space where where our kind of people will feel welcome i mean it's it's uh country music should be about three chords in the truth and and this is our truth you know this is like who we are and and we want to sing about our lives so so it's it's a challenge but every day it's it's uh it's rewarding to kind of be on the front lines of trying to carve out a space for us in the genre. And we get pushed back. I mean, <laughs> you should see some of the messages that I get on social media and, you mm-hmm. know, I try to be careful about things. Like I use a PO box address, you know, I don't, don't give anybody my address. All this stuff, you know, gets funneled into, to our, local post office, you know, so nobody can really figure out where I live, but I haven't had any, any issues with that. Knock on wood. Uh, just, just occasionally hateful messages on social media. But I would say, you know, with, with, um, with TikTok now and with Instagram, like you, the the, probably the people who follow me and my friends and who listen to our music are, are generally, um, you know, LGBTQ allies and, and people who, who might be, um, you know, interested in, in hearing somebody like them. I think like, you know, I, I was originally born in Pennsylvania, but, um, have lived down in Georgia for a bit and now in Tennessee. And, and, uh, there's a, a common perception that, that, uh, if you're in the queer community, you need to move to one of the coasts or, or move to a big city somewhere and, and, you know, there are a whole lot of queer people who who can't do that, and who need to be able to see somebody like them in in the middle of the country, in in these red states, in Tennessee, and you know, in the South, in the Midwest, and and um, just be able to see somebody like them and
1: and hear somebody like them over the airwaves. Yeah, no, I agree, and I love that you're you're representing. Plus, I think, you know, I think some of the image of country music is getting challenged. Like, uh, and I'm going I'm to forget the name of the artist, but he had his his song was at number one for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was about, you know, the common man. And they brought him up in the Republican debate in, as a question about, you know, sort of making the assumption that he was speaking from the Republican point of view and asking the Republican candidates to respond to it, and then he came after came out after that and went, boy, you guys blew it because this song was about you. It was about those people that were on that <laughs> stage, you know. So it's like I was I thought that was so cool that um, he kind of threw the light on it just because you know the song is about. You know, people in the neighborhoods and people, you know, in small towns and everything else, doesn't mean that it's right wing. It doesn't mean that. It just means people who, you know, are living their lives and trying to make a living and you know, trying to get food on the table and you know all of that, which your yeah your music definitely embraces that. Um, let, let's uh, pivot over to Diamonds Are Forever. This you know your new EP. Mm-hmm. What um, obviously, if if somebody doesn't get it right off the bat, when as soon as they hear a few of the songs off the off the EP, they're going to get that this has all got a lot of baseball imagery in it. So um, take take us from yes, there. What was, what was the inspiration?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is my debut EP as an artist. I've been releasing singles over the last couple of years. I just finished up playing baseball. Got to play pro baseball for five years and in 2021 came out publicly as gay. And, and uh, now we have a nonprofit called Proud to Be in Baseball that supports and encourages the next generation of LGBTQ people in baseball. But um, this EP is kind of like my musical story of, of everything that's happened in my life up to this point. It's, it's chapter one. It's, uh, it's very much a concept album. You know, it's, it's, uh, we have a song on there called Baseball Country, and I'd like mm-hmm. to put the, the whole album in the category of, or the genre of ballpark country, you know, the type of, of music that you could hear at a ballpark, just cause that was the kind of where I grew up and, and, um, who I am, and, and I wanted to create something like Sonically that could really work in that environment, and, um, it's also pretty powerful for me to now as an out LGBTQ person to to be able to show that somebody like us can exist in that environment first as a player and then now as, as a musician and I go back into the baseball environment a lot. I sing national anthems and take me out to the ball game, go to a lot of pride nights and do charity events around baseball. Um, so, Still very much in that environment, I think it's it's important to keep showing up as queer people in those environments where we're not represented as much, whether it 's baseball, whether it 's country music you know um, and and even even here in Tennessee, like uh, we we do a lot of events with the Tennessee Pride chamber and it's it's a lot of local people continuously showing up and showing the local government that lgbtq people are here in these places in tennessee in nashville and we're here to stay and i mean that the ep is six songs i got to do five of them are originals one of them is a cover i have a cover of john fogarty's 1985 classic center field on there and uh, that was a just a fun one to do it's a classic ballpark song and and I actually got a message from John Fogarty himself oh. after I released it, which was really cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 all it's all a good vibe, and and there's a common message, like a it's called "Diamonds Are Forever," and we sort of hit a. I'm all about songwriting and and weaving my lyrics in, and we kind of hit a hit a little lyrical diamond, let's just say, in. As a as a story throughout throughout the EP. So if if you're listening and you listen to the whole EP and you think you can find it, you gotta message me and I'll I'll tell you if you're right or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay, well I've I've listened to the whole EP, and uh, so I'm, I'm uh, and I'll have to go back and listen to it again to see if I can figure out exactly uh, what the the hidden diamond is. But I would say <laughs> when I heard it though, baseball country. Is like, oh my God, this is Brian's theme song. This is Brian. This is, you know, it's like, it is the perfect weed yeah. of baseball and country together. I mean, it's like, it's like when, when, and because I'm sure you're going to be on some talk show at some point, that's what they need to play as you walk out is baseball country. Welcome to baseball um, country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And I love center field. I mean, that was, I mean, a lot of your stuff is danceable, you know, country music danceable, but that one is, like, hopping danceable. I mean, it is, like, I uh, dare you not to dance with that one. Well, we have um, Diamonds Are Forever queued up. Do you mind if we go ahead and play that? We'll just play out sure the thing. Let's whole, do it. Real song. Here it is. This is Diamonds Are Forever by Brian Ruby. <laughs> ¶¶
0: But that's a little of a grunt You can barely see the basis Cause nobody mowed Dad's hand-me-down glove Made a good home plate Only strikes if you swung One beat-up ball was a home if you hit it off the warehouse wall Got yelled at for getting home to dinner late Whoa Man, I miss that you can always go back where you held that back Felt the good thing of a hot woman. No
1: I could listen to your voice all day long. It is like your deeper register <laughs> is just like unreal beyond it's it's so great. Um so Thank you. you. I, Thank I, it's, it's, it's there is a, an interesting three way through the, the whole E P because it started out in left field and then in the middle of the album <laughs> it's center field and then um yep. <laughs> Yeah. And it's There's you no know the right left field. field one I loved it, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's no right field. Yeah. Got, got that. No, no right field. Well, it's interesting because, you know, left field is, you know, uh, you've got a great line in there. The best things come from left field. You know, it's like, it just, you know, that your, you know, life happens and, and, you know, you haven't planned it. Um, but I found it interesting because, you know, like diamonds are forever and left field and center field are kind of like that, each one has sort of reminiscence of the hometown, and then you get to the song Two for the Road," which is like, "You're the only person I like here. Let's hit the road together."
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where, where did?
1: The, <laughs> how did that song fit in?
3: Yeah, so that uh, that's a good question. You're, so you were right. Uh, Left Field it, it is the 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 first track of the EP. It opens with that, and I think that was actually the probably the last time I talked to you guys was uh june 2022 i was looking back through uh, my text um and i think the first time i was on the show was was when that was released but yeah the the main the course of that one is you gotta be who you are so it starts with that right, right. that's the beginning of the ep you gotta be who you are live your life and then kind of the as we get into two for the road it's you you know you got to be who you are and and then the road is open, and then it's it's up to you to kind of like hit the road and um and and figure out who you are and who you want to be and then it kind of comes back to diamonds are forever talking about the hometown like you know going back home and coming home as yourself and like sort of rediscovering like. Where you're from, and I, I know a lot of us, like as LGBTQ people, we move away from home, and um, because of, of of things that happened when we were younger, and and to then kind of go back and reclaim that space, and I talk about in Diamonds Are Forever, I talk about um, throwing tossing the ball around with my friends, you know, uh, by the river. and and just some of these like kind of innocent childhood memories of the good things that happened. And, um, that, that's kind of the, the through line. I mean, there's a story there and, and, uh, it's, you, you caught a little bit of it. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily, you know, two for the road is the adventure song. You're right. It's, it's hit the road. And that actually was inspired by in 2021, when I came out publicly, um, I, I took a long road trip after the season was over, and I was playing in Oregon, and I drove down the whole Pacific Coast Highway to L.A., sang the national anthem at Dodger Stadium, made a hard left back towards Nashville. <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of, that, that song was written on that trip and inspired by that trip, and I felt like it kind of had to had to go in there you know, cause it was, it was right after coming out right after gotta be who you are. So that's, that's sort of how it fit. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's the story. Yeah. It reminds me of the, the Christmas song you put out last year, um, Christmas with you, which was, you know, yeah. sort of, again, to, to, you know, to your boyfriend and, you know, how, how much he meant to you at Christmas time and, and you know, the spirit of that relationship with the holiday spirit kind of we... Yeah, we got another um,
3: we got another Christmas song coming. Uh, a week I from know. Friday. Can't wait. The tenth. <laughs> yeah, it's called "It's a
1: Wonderful Life."
3: Little and little I, off the movie there.
1: Yeah, I had to because that's probably my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, so is it? Uh, uh, an allusion to that movie, or just you know, kind of a coincidental title? It was, I mean, honestly, kind of a
3: coincidental title. Um, it's we, I don't know. We we do the Nashville songwriter thing. Like whenever we can get like lyrical puns and like double meanings, like you know, left field, all the best things come out yeah. out of, out of the, the phrase out of left field. Even though like the song is not at all about really about baseball it's more about life and it's a wonderful life with the iconic with the iconic movie you know we we were kind of like huh if we call it this and we actually write it about this you know it could be could be kind of cool so we 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 mess around with that stuff we're songwriters we're always i mean i'm i'm always like in the shower but this is what i think about in the shower I'm like washing my my arms <laughs> off and and coming up with with wild ideas like this and and then we go to the writers room and we're like, is this actually going to work? And half the time it's stupid, but occasionally you get a good one.
1: Oh no, no, I no actually I think it's I loved it. I mean I loved every 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 piece that I <laughs> I picked up. I, I've noticed that you put out a uh, Christmas. So this will be your third song that you were part of uh, at Christmas time. You you were on one in 2022 with Cassandra mm-hmm. on, on hers, you're featured on that, um, which was a great, I love that song too. Even, even though it was, you know, straight people, but whatever. Um, uh, but then, <laughs> they're okay. With that, right? They're okay. Yeah. They're okay. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 They don't know what I'd do without them, but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, then Christmas with you. And then you've got a, another one coming out. Is there a, Future Christmas album in the works at some point.
3: Good question. I think so. Not this year, but I think so. I don't know if it'll be next year or what. But we're we're accumulating songs and and <laughs> we're definitely definitely about about getting ready to package them. I would love to do. I haven't really done Christmas covers. Um, I would love to do a couple covers of iconic songs but i don't know i'm i feel like if you're doing a christmas album you got to do some new ones and and some yeah. that people know and like a good combo is is always good and it'll give me a project in 2024 that's for sure i'm already thinking no, that, you know this this debut ep came out and the christmas songs coming out and i'm already working on the next stuff on whatever chapter two is. And I'm not going to say too much about it today. Cause I, it's coming up in early 2024, but, but we're, we're going back in the studio real soon and, and, uh, we're, we're excited about what's coming.
1: Yeah, no. And that's why you should be. I can't wait. I mean, it's, I mean, I just love your stuff. It's like your voice is so, um, kind of that deeper register. It's sexy. It's, it's sensual. It's, like, just, um, and it's just both classic country, but but new. I mean, it's, there's just so much to it. Um, so, before I go completely bonkers fanboy on you. Um, so, the one song <laughs> we haven't talked about, which is one that I am, like, absolutely head over heels in love with is Standouts. Which you released. Stand Out. Just you. And, uh, and then now in, on the new EP, it's Stand Out, the Heroes version with, um, with Ty Hennigan. Tell us how that came about. Yeah. So
3: that song I wrote um, with my friends Chad Sellers and Anthony Fiddler and here in Nashville. And I put it out as a single originally in October 2022, and I released it. Uh, right on the weekend that the Matthew Shepard Foundation was doing their event out in Colorado that I was at. And that was a really cool moment. And I originally wrote the song about a few people that I know in my life who are standouts. Um, One of them is my grandfather who is 85 right now and, and um, fighting through cancer and a real hero of mine. And I felt like nobody – has ever really done anything for him he's never been in the news he's not famous you know he's he's worked his whole life and and he's a real everyday type of hero and it's kind of my main inspiration for that and then as we released the song and we started to hear from people who had listened to it people were sending me messages on social media about standouts in their lives And I kind of realized, like, this song has – I wrote it for for my reason, but it has a way deeper meaning um, for for lots of different people. And so I decided to kind of re-up it and and do a duet, and I asked Ty Herndon, who is probably, like, the out LGBTQ trailblazer here in Nashville, at least – in country music on the male side. I know Mm -hmm. Shelly Wright came out and Shelly Fairchild came out, you know, as, as well around the same time. Um, But Ty was like the first out mainstream um, commercial country guy, you know, country star. He was a star in the nineties, Grammy nominated, had number one songs and he came out and I thought, you know, this would be a really really powerful message for pride month if we could pull it off and i asked him and he said yeah and we we went back in the studio we did it as a duet and and we got to play it on the concert for love and acceptance here in in nashville back in june and it was a a cool little moment and a a cool little duet and almost like a little a little uh gift that he he would be so willing to do it. And especially to take a chance on a newer artist like me, you know, there's no, no reason he had to do it. You know, it it was definitely, definitely uh, a favor on his part. And I was expecting him to say no, just because he's, he's a bigger artist and has more stuff going on and you know, who am I? Maybe I made a name for myself in baseball, but musically still getting started. And, um, at least compared to some of those bigger artists. But he did it, and, and he was all about it. We actually had our my EP release show last Friday in Nashville, and, and he made a surprise appearance and surprised everybody on stage. And we sang it together to the show, which was a really cool moment. Like um, an early – still early in the music career, but an early highlight.
1: Oh, my God, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is – it's kind of the, you know, it's like going back to the, the structure of the EP, you know, it started left field, center field and the place that's left is home, um, home base. And yeah. you end with that song and it's like, that is kind of a spiritual home base to, to stand out and recover. I mean, there's a line in the song that actually made me just completely choke up about the the kid who's, who's quiet and hangs back and um you know you know too afraid to talk to anybody in in school and um yeah. you know but it's it's, you it's know, the kid when, when he does is super kind yeah it's the
3: kid sitting and it's it's the kid sitting alone at lunch who's kind to everyone even when the world ain't kind to him yeah and that's like <laughs> oh, God. that was that, yeah that was uh that was a line from from my childhood but you know it was I felt like that was standouts was a a really strong powerful message to end on and actually I got to say you know in this day and age of streaming and singles where everybody just wants to listen to one song and then skip it actually means a lot to me that you would listen to the whole thing and think about the story arc because that was we spend so much time as artists trying to put this together and and the fact that you would actually listen to the, all the songs and, and recognize that there is a story there. And it's, it's not just about creating one, one song that is popular on TikTok and everybody shares and then forgets about two weeks later, you know, it's about creating meaningful, powerful music um, with a real through line in the story. And that's what we've tried to do. And, you know, there's there's yeah, much no. more on the horizon
1: and I, I, I can't wait i it's like i think i think this is going to go just propel you forward um i i do think that standout is is itself a standout in that you know it's a song that a lot of the kids you were talking about at the top of the show you know the kids that you know are not in the on the west coast and they can't afford to get there and they're growing up in these towns um you know and it's a country music song they need to hear that to you know make them feel represented um because it is it's for me you know because i related to it from when i was a kid i mean it's like i was that kid at lunch absolutely and you know it's like growing up and standing up for myself and fighting my battles and most of them, you know, on the the LGBTQ front and continuing to do that. it's like, I don't care if I stand out anymore. I don't care if I'm not seen as just, you know, one of the guys or whatever that, you know, and I'm the only gay person in the room and, you know, you know, which happens a lot, you know, but it's like, it's, I'm okay with that now. And that's why that song just, completely, you know, meant it for me personally. That's how it spoke to me, me totally. personally. But, you know, and, and yeah. uh, Ty Herndon is, I've, I was a fan back before he came out. And, you know, and at the time there were all the rumors and all that stuff. So seeing him on that song and seeing him so willing to stand up with it and that message was just like, that was next level. So oh, excellent, good. yeah. Great, great job, on, job on that. So, um, thank what, you. What about Twitter? Yeah, I, are, you, are you? Go oh, ahead. Sorry, sorry, I cut you off. No, <laughs> I was just
3: going to say. No, no, um, you were. You know, good. You <laughs> know, you I spent so long trying to fit in, and and conform, and I just felt like, you know, if there's one thing I've learned, is that you can't be afraid to stand out. And now, like you, just like you, you know, I I embrace it, Alan. And it's not it's not easy. It's not comfortable, but it's uncomfortable in many situations. But but you you gotta just live your life. And if if you if you're meant to stand out, you gotta go for it. And I mean, I was so so thankful that Ty would do it. And it, and it's really what's well, so meaningful that we could end with that. And you know. And yeah to answer your other question we we are on tour right now. I'm at my house <laughs> doing this interview in Nashville, but uh I'm leaving tomorrow for St Louis, and we got Kentucky and Indianapolis next weekend and um going we're not going out west for this run. This is just sort of a shorter end of the year run, but it's kind of around the the Christmas song i'm Going on a, a tour called a Songwriters Christmas with a couple other Nashville songwriters. We're playing here in Tennessee, and then kind of up the northeastern corridor, going to New York and Boston and Portland, Maine, and and then finishing out the year with a couple shows in Illinois and Chicago and Central Illinois. So we're hitting the road. You know, it's it's yeah, uh, it's cool. I, that's something that I did for baseball for so long was ride the bus and hit the road and. And now we're getting to do it for music, and it, this is just the beginning. I, I wish there were more more places we sh- we could go. I wish we could get out west for this one, but it just gives me more motivation to get back in the studio, make more music, and get it out there and have more people see it, so that it's possible for us to, to get booked on more places. You know, I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I've done two or three, I think three Pride nights, or not Pride nights, um, three. Pride, pride festivals. We've done a lot of pride nights for baseball, but right. <laughs> done like three dozen <laughs> of those. But um, like pride festivals, I, I I hope that by the time those start back up again in June, twenty twenty four, that that we can get out to a whole bunch of them because I love showing up in those kind of environments where I show up. I I look like country music singer. I <laughs> I have my hair down and my boots on and my jeans on and people who don't know who I am always kind of give me this look like they're expecting something, you know, when they see a country singer roll into the LGBTQ environment, they're like a little wary. Oh, what's this going to be? Kind of like a little bit of what we talked about, (laughs) what you guys were talking about when I got on the show. Right. Um, and, And then to actively change people's minds and say, hey, no, like, we're in Panama City Beach. This is a huge country music environment here. I know y'all love country music. You just haven't been able to see somebody like you doing it, you know? And then they're,
1: like, all on board. They love it, right? Because it's – Well, yeah, and I think that's part of your – yeah, your uniqueness in that, you know, and, I mean, we've talked about this a thousand times, that – is like you know you you not only came out but you came out in two environments that are traditionally not lgbtq i mean it's like if you were a fashion designer and you came out as gay you know people would go um yeah okay <laughs> yeah we know you know it's like you wouldn't have been there if you weren't you know i mean that kind of attitude about it but you were in baseball and and country music and it's like people are yeah just you know it's like so you're really breaking ground and i think i think country music is is opening up itself i mean most of the major country music stars i can think of um come out as all pro lgbtq and some of them are almost iconically so especially the women like um mcintyre and dolly parton you know they're all so and Kelly Reba, Dolly, Casey
3: Musgraves—I mean, yeah—they're they're all about it. You know, they have huge, the huge groups of of um, LGBTQ fans. I think you're yeah. right. I mean, I think L- LGBTQ people are are chomping at the bit to to see themselves represented in some of these places. Like in, oh, right. in whether it's baseball or country music, we want to see people like us. You know, we're yeah, we're 100%. about percent. It. Yeah, we and it's just like, you know. Again, I felt so isolated before I came out, and, and it's taken a couple of years since, but it, it's coming out has enabled me to find my people in in these industries where you look on and from the outside, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of. <laughs>
1: whole lot of my people <laughs> so um, yeah no and yeah and and, to, and that's why it's important for you to be you because you know it's and it, there are more there will be more you're going to inspire more people to be that and to express themselves um from what it looks like country music is probably almost like more popular than ever i mean you look at the top of the music charts and their, you know, country music is is highly um, uh, dominant in in ways, and I haven't studied that specifically, so I'm talking a little bit <laughs> off school. But um, have you, are, yeah. you, are you set in the country music lane, or is there a, is there other musical genres that you are likely to explore? Um, I'm pretty country, you know. That's
3: that's what I would categorize myself as. I would call myself like kind of country rock, um, but mm-hmm. I do I, I do write a lot of songs for other people besides my artist stuff. I've written pop, um, you know i I don't want to be somebody who conforms very rigidly to to the parameters of genre. So right. Um, with my my next this whole EP was baseball country, so by definition pretty country. Um, but with my next stuff, I'm I'm gonna explore like sonically. You know, I don't want to box myself in. Um, I, I think it'll probably sound pretty country just because of the way I sing and how I naturally kind of sing. But I I'm down to explore. Um, a little more rock with certain songs, a little more pop leaning with other songs. Uh, there we have some some really vibey stuff <laughs> that that could even be called a little bit of like folk Americana, you know. So it's it's. Uh, I just like good songs, you know. And I, I'm yeah. a, I'm a fan of of a wide variety of music, and I think like most people most people probably are as well, and and most people definitely have their favorite genres but they're they're not like oh i don't listen to to this you know i i don't listen to 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 rock i only listen to pop well chances are you probably ru- like a few rock songs you know you like yeah. a few oh, yeah. queen songs or <laughs> or classic you know every songs people sing along to like um so i don't want to box myself
1: in i'm pretty country now though yeah. Well, if if Dolly can put out a rock album, you know, there you go. So yeah, I'm excited. Right. There, there's a, I have a story yeah, about too. Dolly if you want. Yeah, we got uh, two I was minutes, at Willie so Nelson. You can close this out with two back. minutes? Well
3: all right, here we go. Um uh, I was at Willie Nelson's cabin last year. Don't ask me how I ended up at Willie Nelson's cabin outside of Nashville and Dolly's sister showed up, which is one of the craziest experience definitely you know i was just trying to play cool you're supposed to play cool as a as a new artist in nashville when you see some of these people but i was like oh my god that's that's dolly's sister <laughs> and we're
1: at willie nelson's cabin you know so
3: it's just cool to be a part
1: <laughs> you are a part of you. Well, you're yeah. a part of i i adore you and i can't wait to see what's coming and for the folks listening the ep is called diamonds are forever and get the whole EP and listen to all of it. You will miss a lot if you just focus on one or two songs. Um, absolutely, they're all worth it, all of them. So um, take take a good listen. Um, also, get Brian's Christmas album or Christmas record that's out now and look forward to the one that's coming too. They, the holidays are starting, and I am one of those ones that as soon as Halloween comes down, Christmas goes up. Um, And so I'm already playing my Christmas music, and you should be too. Um, Anyway, Brian, thank you so much for being here today. Love you and um, can't wait, like I said, for for what's coming. I want to thank Brody for his contribution, uh, not only here, but to the Los Angeles Blade magazine, which you should read every day, losangelesblade.com. As for us at Rated LGBT Radio, we'll be back again next week with something absolutely fabulous. And you have to tune in to find out what that will be. So we will talk to you then. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio.
0: With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.